Hello, I'm Brian Foster, and we're talking about spiritism today. And in fact, we're are answering any questions you have about spiritism. We are here. Please, in your we're here to answer what we can and to supply commentary of what we can. So if you have questions, please put in the comment section uh, your question, and I will do my best to answer it. And, and sometimes, a lot of times now, people are answering other questions in the comment section, and I'll put those in there and talk about them too. Before we begin, let us have a small prayer. Dear Jesus, please let us recognize why we are here on earth, and that is to improve ourselves. Help us spot and identify when we have primitive emotions, hate, envy, jealousy, and help us clear them out of our foundation of our character and rewire our brain to replace that with love, charity, fraternity, and honesty. Please allow us through your benevolent leadership, old Jesus, for us to learn to listen to our conscience and to try and become better people. Amen. Okay, so and then also before I begin, if you are interested in spiritism, I recommend you download the book Codified by Alan Kardec, The Spirit's Book. He also has other books. There's actually like five main books. He has. They're all in PDF. You can just type in Alan Kardec, space PDF in whatever search engine you like, and you'll find his books uh, for free on PDF. Otherwise, you can go to my blog site, nwspiritism.com, and from there, you can uh, click on his picture, and you can find it in the FEB work, uh, bookstore. You can find his books for sale. They'll also be on Amazon.com. But I believe they're less expensive, even on on this spot where you where you click. Lastly, on the Spirits Book, I have it in a playlist on my YouTube channel called the Spirits Book. It's a playlist. It will go through each chapter. I also have it in downloadable MP3 and Audible format. You can find that again on my nwspiritism.com. And then in my book, it kind of goes over the overview of Spiritism, Spiritism 101, The Third Revelation. That is available in PDF. Of course, it's on my website again, nwspiritism.com. You can download that for free. Of course, you can also buy it in Kindle, which is 99 cents, paperback or audible formats. It's a short book. I think it's 100 pages or so. So that's how we start. Now, let, let me bring up the questions that we start. So what I do is I start with questions, and as people ask them, I go, I go to the live questions as a higher priority than the questions I have from uh, people giving me comments. Uh, I'm notified when I get comments on YouTube. So when I have comments, if you have a question in YouTube, please uh, ask a question, say, yeah, this is a question I want to ask for the next question and answer segment. I will copy and paste them onto this uh, Word document, and I will use them. Okay. Let's go to the first question. In the spirit realm, about spirits that lose their paraspiritual bodies and take the shape of ovaloids, what is this about? Why does it happen? Where do they go in order to progress? So let's, first of all, let's bring up the paraspirit. Let's hide this for a minute. So your body is part of spirit, the paraspirit, and body. 
Now, when you're here are on Earth, you are your body is connected to your perispirit, and your perispirit is like this invisible diving suit over you, but it does more than that. It's connected to every cell of your body. And when you die, your perispirit still retains its form of how you looked while you were physically on Earth. And of course, then over time, as you understand, as thought is action, your perispirit will conform to how your idealized form of how you want to look. So if you want to look like you're in your 30s or a mature 40s, with a little gray at the temples, who knows? That's that's or you want to look in your 20s or teens. That's up to you. Now, ovaloids. So those are from spirits who've who've whose perispiritual body has shrunk, shrunk, and shrunk to be almost nothing, right? It's it's an ovaloid, you look at it like a football, right? And the the, what these spirits have done is they've either committed great crimes or they've had great obsessions. And they just, when they die, they just kept relooping because that's where they were concentrating on, relooping over and over again their crimes, their guilt of what they've done. It's, it's horrible. And, and then they is in such a sad state that they, their paraspiritual body becomes less, 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 and less as to make them. Uh, just you know, appear as a floating football, and and if a spirit like will peer into their mind, they'll see these scenes uh, reflect over and over again. Now, also, so that their paraspiritual body is damaged. Now, the same occurs to suicides if you've killed yourself in a terrible way, like you know, if you're throwing yourself in front of a train, if you die in a horrible matter that your paraspiritual body will also be uh, affected now why is that it's not physical well it's mental because in your mental and your mental thing is i've died horribly and therefore my paraspiritual body it conforms to my thoughts of how i died and so a lot of times what they'll do with suicides and with ovaloids right because they have their concept of themselves is horrible they will place themselves in uh they will be put into a body and a lot of times the the pregnancy won't come the full term because they just need they need that uh you know kind of infrastructure that structure in order to build a body to help their paraspirit repair itself to help them normalize itself so many times they won't come to term they will be naturally uh lost right as babies or they may live for a short time. And then, and then also, they may live for a longer time, but they may be very disabled. So when you see people are, that are disabled mentally or physically, a lot of that is because of past lives' mistakes. Uh, suicide or a lot of ovaloids is because that they will have to repair what they... Uh, what happened and it's not easy for them to come back as a normal healthy body because they have to repair that paraspiritual body so so that it happens because of what they went through and how they became obsessed over their usually their crime i'm sure there are other ways of doing that that's what i've seen the vast majority of what i've read in the spiritual literature and what they, they go in order to pro progress, they will be put into a physical body. It may not be this planet, 
planet. Maybe it'll be another planet. It all depends on what is best for them. They will have, these poor ovaloids will have no say, unlike you, they'll have no say over their uh, reincarnation pre-program plan. It will be, you know, they'll, they'll be given a plan and they will have to go for along for the ride. So, again, so uh, as I've said before in other talks, that is, um, that is the purview of people who have had some uh, a certain level of spiritual maturity that they will be invited to, to help plan their next life. And again, we're always told when, you know, when they decide their next life, sometimes they'll give, they'll give themselves harder trials than, than they want. And the opposite, sometimes they'll give them easier trials than they should have and they need to learn. So that's when the spiritual mentors will come and will uh, try and say, well, I don't know about that. And that's what, and, you know, and I've seen it. So uh, a good story is there was this in, uh, there's this person who was uh, the spirit who was haunting this house. And they had a mediums meeting and they talked to him. And they found out that he was a, like a miser who owned several houses. And in this house that he was, he was kind of haunting, so to speak. He was under the, he had stayed when he was alive in a small little room under the stairs. And he was such a miser that he just, you know, just loved his money. And, and they asked afterwards, like his spirit mentor, okay, what happened to this guy? He said, well, he was a primitive spirit, but doing pretty good, a uh, nice person, but he wanted to be rich in his next life. We said, no, we don't think that's, you're not ready to be rich in your next life. No, I want to be rich. And we decided to let him be rich as an object lesson. And they did, and this is what happened. And they go, well, will he get out of it? And he said, yes, he'll he'll grow out of this. He, he will be shown. He'll be given another life. He'll be shown, you know, how not to do this again. But this is, you know, I tell you, the spirit world will let you make mistakes. And uh, sometimes mistakes, if you're, you know, because the spirit world respects your free will. And if you really want to make a mistake, they're not going to stand in your way which is kind of sad, but that's just the way it is. Uh, we have a question. Let's see. This is Gravielli. Uh, what has happened? What ha what has happened to my spirit and paraspirit when someone goes insane and gets detached from reality and has hallucinations? What will they be doing all their life while being insane? So, and there's a good uh, um, uh, kind of, write up on this in some of the books by Andre Luis, where he actually goes into these uh, hospitals where people are very mentally ill and they could be classified uh, using that word in insanity. <clears throat> and so they, so in their waking times, they are, they obsess. So they go over in their minds, their physical brain, and they, although they're still detached reality and have hallucinations because they are either being obsessed and are being plugged in, they're seeing things that are given, being given to them by visions from uh, ill-intentioned spirits, but they're still in their physical body. And but those those visions are looping around. They're not growing in spirits. Uh, they're 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 going through a really tough trial. 
And those hallucinations are, are you know, visions supplied to them by uh, uh, ignorant spirits. Now, a high spirit will never do that to anybody. A high spirit will never obsess anybody, will never command anybody, uh, will, will not do that. So this, this will, they will, you know, they'll just have to exist in this, you know, kind of bad state. Now there's medicine I know for people that help, you know, helps them stop their brain from, I think, uh, getting these visions, right. You know, cause it seems to work for a lot of, of, of people, although they have some long-term effects. And as I said before, there are psychiatric hospitals who will give the regular review of medicine and psychiatric treatment. Plus they'll have mediums meetings to find out who is obsessing this person. And can we do something for the spirit that is obsessing the spirit, this person? So they won't do that again because they, they need to understand that the spirit world will take care of the karma and take care of whatever things that person needs to needs to learn. Because usually these spirits that are obsessing people have a good case, right? That person probably did something horrible to them. But that's not their that's not their job to do it. That will be taken care of by the spirit realm under the leadership of Jesus. And additionally, for these spirits who are trying to take their own personal revenge, it is holding back their own progress. And they say, what will, what will they be doing? All the life will be insane. Well, they won't be doing much. They'll be uh, parking. And hopefully, after they get through that life, uh, they will they will work it out more in the spirit world with the spirits obsessing them. And at some future date, that, that will end. And they will be able to have their next life or the life after in better shape. And they'll start to learn. It's, it's not easy. Uh, Gabrielle, again, is there a higher being that is me that decides my spiritual life and physical life that controls what I think about it and act and behave and that protects me spiritually and mentally from other spirits? Well, that's a good question. And let me kind of try to answer that. So you're, there's different levels on this. Your spirit brain has all the information and and has all the instincts and everything there your body you still have instincts and you and you still have a pretty good brain that functions but not as well and not as smart as your spirit brain so you're there's you know you've got to be your your intellectual ability and your ability to control your emotions and all that is kind of hampered by the end of that pipeline from your spirit to through your paraspirit to your body everything has to be interpreted and stored in that physical brain at the moment so therefore therefore um it 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 is a superior higher being it's part of you right and then when you sleep you can kind of go back into that world and then you can kind of gather those instincts and and the, the solutions the problems etc and come back to you now that's part of it. Now, the other part is that there is everybody has a guardian spirit, a mentor. And that mentor exists with you even when you are in the spirit world. It never leaves you. In fact, there has been reports. Uh, this one person said he was in the very high level of heaven. And only then, at that point in time, after many, many lives, did he actually 
meet face to face his guardian angel. So some people meet him pretty early. Some people know who they are. I know people who've had near death experiences kind of meet them, you know, when they've had the NDEs. Uh, but that person will send you inspiration and try to tell you, well, I don't think that is, I don't think that's the way to go. That person may also open doors for you. So when you say that controls what I think of, about and act and behave, they will never control you because that would violate your free will. They will inspire you and they may and they may try and protect you spiritually from other spirits by talking to those other spirits and trying to reason with them, but they won't, they won't uh, physically stop those spirits from, let's say, trying to obsess you, uh, for instance, but they will try and reason with those spirits. Usually they're successful because they are of such higher intellectual quality and uh, they are morally pure but they will not say you cannot do that uh, and they and stop them. Now, they could. In theory, they have absolute power over inferior spirits. They could dominate them easily, but they will protect a, a spirit as well as a physical person's free will. But they will help you. They will help you, and uh, they will help you get out of things. And so let's say... For instance, you know, it says, and protects me spiritually and mentally from other spirits. Well, they may tell you, don't go to that house or spirits there that may, they may inspire you to, to miss that appointment at that party, let's say. And that party is full of kind of spirits that want you to get drunk, wants you to misbehave and drive drunk afterwards or whatever, because that's what lower spirits do. They love to get you in trouble. Uh, it's kind of fun for them. And so, yes, they will protect you that way. But they, as to someone like with a, 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 a shield and a sword protecting you all the time and fighting anyone that tries to harm you, no, it's, it's, a, it's soft power. I hope that answers that question. Um, here's a question from uh, Timothy. Hello again, brothers and sisters. My question is, when someone asks me if Spiritism believes the Bible, I tell them yes. But how do I explain the way we Spiritists view the Bible versus other Christian groups? And in that matter, what I would say is we believe in the Bible, but what Spiritism tells us is that we believe the messages of love and uh, charity and fraternity are eternal. But that the message, the other messages, were it were given to the to the prophets and the visionaries of their time, according to their level of technology and culture. And therefore, if you have an example, let's say the Old Testament, where the Old Testament will they'll say, "Go into that city and kill everyone." What the, does that sound nice? Is that an eternal message of love? No, but that was a message of teaching the people at the time that you better follow orders, that's probably the level that they needed. Now, when you get to the New Testament, it's more of a, okay, here we're going to present to you more information about the new way, right? The way is it was called by his followers. And, you know, where love is important, there's a separate kingdom, you don't need to kill animals or anything like that to curry favor. 
And that was more, you know, you need to start really uh, transforming your own personality and character. Forgive. You know, how many times did Jesus say forgive, love, all that? that those are all eternal. So, so the other thing to tell them is, is a lot of people believe every word of the Bible. So, so the Spiritism says, no, we do not, we do not adhere to that. And that God, that Jesus Christ, and you know, God through Jesus Christ is always talking to us. The spirit world is always talking to us, giving us more and more information. This is as an example of the spirit's book. Therefore, what I would say is, is you're trying to limit Jesus's and God's word in a book. That's like saying, what was the weather two months ago? And saying the weather has to be that way all the time. No, the spirit world is always talking to us, always giving us more information. In fact, you'll see Christian prophets today talking about how they visited heaven, how they seen these different sites. And people say, and of course, they always say they talk to, to Jesus or God. In reality, I would say most probably not. They talked to another spirit. Just like Paul, the Apostle Paul, thought he was talking to Jesus, he talked to Stephen, who was the first martyr, right? He was stoned. And Paul helped him get stoned. Poor guy. Imagine the guilt he must have felt. God bless him. So that is, I would say, how you explain. First, you say that, look, Jesus did not mean for us to have a... A static piece of knowledge no it's dynamic and that's why at this stage we are in there are more and more people are receiving and especially spiritist mediumship who know how to uh, decipher that there's a higher level spirit versus low level spirits because there is there is bad information out there right I don't deny that at all and there's danger in talking to spirits you got to know what you're doing but it is ongoing and we should not constrain the words from the spirit realm. There's always more for teach us. And as we uh, as we rise spiritually and culturally in technology, they can tell us more. That's what they did in the spirit's book. And if you read the Gen uh, Genesis, which is one of Alan Hardeck's book, they tell us quite a lot. Very interesting. Okay, this is from Grabielli. What would you say is happening to me spiritually if I know that I'm a boy, but in this reality, I am now, I'm in a female body, but I've hallucinated being in different realities as a boy with a male body? Well, then I, I, would, I would say that if, if you are um, a, feminine, a female body now, but you feel like you've been in a male body before, then you are you are connecting back to a past life and you are thinking back in the past life and in fact you probably wanted to come back as a, a male versus a female but for some reason you were not allowed to unfortunately this usually happens okay it happens for many various reasons sometimes people just want the experience and they need to be in one or the other genders right because you learn you learn all different lessons in different genders many times it happens because if you were a a female and you treated treated men horribly just used them and abused them what will happen is and vice versa right you'll be say okay well you know karma right 
Okay, this is gonna come back to you. Now you're gonna be you're gonna be a male, so you can see how males feel about females and how they feel about being treated by females. And of course, vice versa. Uh, you know, I uh, read where this one this one person was a, the guy was a, a horrible like a, a pimp or whatever and just treated uh, his you know his workers horribly he came back as a female and was really a, a not treated nicely in return uh but that was a hard lesson i guess that person needed to learn so i would say that those those visions and those feelings are all because of a past life now i understand that's extremely difficult all i can say is the spirit world has a reason for everything they don't want to put they're not punishing you it's all for your edification so you may want to say okay i'm a female i don't like it but i'm going to research this whole thing i'm going to really find out what it's all about i know that's what i want to I know what I want to be, right? That's certain. But let me research this and let me learn. Okay, what lessons can I learn in this gender? And I would say that might be the best way to approach it, if you can. If you can't, you can't. That's your choice, right? It, it, there's no such thing as uh, forever sin or, you know, or you're going to rotten, you know, purgatory or anything like that for eternity. No, that's not going to happen. But what may happen is if you don't come to grips with it in this life, your next life, you may have to do the same. So therefore, you may want to try to learn the lessons you need to learn in your circumstances that you are in today. I hope that helps. And, you know, I, the way I say it, I'm sure is much easier than doing it because you're so full of emotions and, and all that. And I know it's extremely tough. Okay, let's go to the next question. Uh, from Vial Carex. Is one spirit in a dormant state while I am living life, or does my spirit participate consciously in my every, excuse me, in my everyday earthly life? And when we die, is there a rec reconciliation of actions by both states? The answer is your your spirit is always is always in contact. There is no reconciliation because your spirit knows everything you've done. And in fact, when you pass over, you think that um, you, you don't notice any difference, right? You, you, it's, there's no like, aha, right? What will happen is over time, depending on how far you're ready, you'll more knowledge because the spirit world is not going to open up all your knowledge of your past lives. You're going to open it up that uh, gradually as you're ready for it because I've said this before, right? Because if we have knowledge of our past lives, what we did is probably pretty horrible, and we, you know, that would hurt us a lot. So there's so anything you did. So if you're awake and you're eating, you know, a really delicious hamburger, your spirit is recording everything you did. You, you've lost nothing. Every, you know, every millisecond, every thought in your mind is being recorded, and uh, you'll lose nothing. There, there'll be no gaps. I hope that helps. Um, can you explain spirit and paraspirit? When, when we are being reincarnated, what happens to your previous spirit and paraspirit when you're developing a new spirit and paraspirit? Okay, 
So you don't develop, you don't develop a new spirit and paraspirit. Your spirit and your paraspirit are eternal. Now, your paraspirit, as you go higher and higher in the spiritual hierarchy, you may not need that as you go higher and higher into levels that I do not know about. But your spirit is eternal. You do not generate new spirit and paraspirits. You modify them by consciously changing your behavior and your attitudes. So when you, let's say you're being born, right? And your, your paraspirit collapses into that fertilized uh, egg. It's connected still to your spirit. Your spirit's always there, but it exists in more ethereal form, right? Your, your spirit's smarter than your physical brain. Thank heavens for that, for, for a lot of us, including me. And when your body dies at the right time, right, at the pre-planned time, your paraspirit disconnects from your, from your physical body. And really, uh, what I've read in the books uh, by Andre Louise, or actually Chico Xavier psychographing from the spirit Andre Louise, is that's really what happens when your body really starts decomposing. Is when your paraspirit says, "Up, oh, time, it's, I'm disconnecting completely," your body really starts de decomposing. So that that will happen, and then your paraspirit then is becomes your idealized form of yourself right and uh and you're completely connected to your spirit so you never develop a new spirit and paraspirit uh so is my spirit my own advisor during a lifetime yes and it will be it will be subtle i believe you will um i think you could look at it as if you're dreaming right when you go to dreams and you have these like mixed up visions and you, you like you think you've talked to someone but you can't really remember so but that will come out it will come out in your instincts and so forth so a lot of times your spirit is your these knowledge that you gain while you're in the spirit world will come out so yes your spirit can try to get through that tiny little pipeline to that that you know physical brain of ours and help as much as they can and uh so yes your spirit is sometimes your own advisor because they will they will trigger things your brain will trigger things like oh yeah i remember that because that will be information kind of coming over from from your your spirit your personality is always the same and you'll learn things and you'll try to make the right decisions in your body uh but it's sometimes it's a battle right you, because you have your the the interesting thing is on earth we're subjected and that's why we have these blinders on that's why what happens when you're in your body you see about one eighth of the world around you and that's because the spirit world wants us more vulnerable and more channeled to be affected by emotions and feelings and all that so we can make deep transformations in our character Okay, then Gabrielle again. Is there such a thing as the spiritual rape by another person's spirit? If so, what happens to your spirit if this is happening to you? So, yeah, so let's say you're you're sleeping and you're feeling like the spirit's having, you know what, with me, right? Having pleasure with me. And yeah, the lower spirit 
can attempt to do that and attempt to get in your mind and and elicit those responses and you may have you know been groggy and then you wake up and go what the heck is this um so yes that can happen by and again this would never be a higher spirit this is a lower spirit that's that doesn't mean that is meaning you not good right is, is meaning you you know kind of adverse effects and so again that's you know if you don't want that to happen you have to pray and meditate and ask for help against that so yes there is such there is such a thing as that where that that uh, you will feel that you're having relationships in fact even in the books boundary louise they'll have like a medium would go to sleep and then andre louise and you know one of his um, friends would come to this person's bedroom right to say okay medium let's let's go to a meeting up in the spirit world so we can teach you more things and they walk into this guy's room and there he is having relations with two female lower spirits and he gets all embarrassed um, because they still have relations right in the in the lower zone and, and so on he gets all embarrassed and then and andre louise and his friend says well we're not going to bother you now um and they find out that you know these two women the two women said you know get out of here we're having fun you know we like this guy um you know just like regular earth um we like this guy and don't interrupt us <laughs> so yes it happens um again spiritism tells us over and over again when you die you are the same person you're the same person that has the same desires the same reflexes right you're you're not going to be sick uh, you can think you're sick but you're not really physically sick you'll live forever you cannot die but you are the same person and if that was one of the important things to you then that will still be important to you now you can still have a love of that like a love of eating still get to heaven but you have to control it and as you go higher and higher that will become easier and easier to control and to say that's not as important as i told as i've told before when people say well you know i really like that and are i you know i don't want to miss eating because i've said before that you can exist on the sunlight and the water and you know because you're an ethereal body right you you're you do have some matter but the ethereal matter a lot you're a lot less dense you're more energy uh, less matter than you were when you're physically and as you go higher and higher that ratio of energy to matter gets higher and higher and higher right whereas jesus is christ is you know practically pure energy so what i tell people is that as you get higher and higher it's like it's like when you were a kid and you got a new toy you used to love that old toy but then this new toy is more interesting and the old toy is like that's forgotten and the same thing is that as you go in there um as you go higher and higher and these these earthly uh delights right will become less and less priorities okay another from grabielli if a spirit is directly attached to you could it take away your memories and your ability to fall asleep and dream it cannot take away your memories and it cannot it, it cannot control you like to that 
perfect extent, but it can kind of meld in there and kind of meld. What it can do is modify and merge your memories with their memories and kind of together dream. There's, if you read these things where these spirits obsess people and they, and they have like little, these let's say ovaloids, like they have these tentacles into this person's uh, paraspiritual brain, right? They will really like become dependent on each other. And what they'll say is what happens if for these poor people that are have mental problems, it's like it's like they don't want to lose their their persecutor. They don't want to lose those people that are connected to their brain because they're familiar. And if they're disconnected, they get disoriented, and it really throws them through a loop because the the false memories and the false feelings aren't there anymore. So it can it can become quite uh, uh, confusing of kind of a melding of those two brains they'll be taking a part of this. The higher spirits can, can, uh, can disconnect this and they will, but yes, this can be quite confusing. It won't take away your memories. It will confuse your memories. So you think, it, you know, are they mine or his or hers? Okay. Then uh, the next question by Gravielli. What is happening spiritually? If you are a lesbian or a transgen transgender, female wanting to be a man. So I I think I answered this uh, previously. And really what it is spiritually is that you are here on earth in a gender that you really didn't want to be. And most probably you've been assigned that gender for a good reason. Now, um, there are exceptions, of course, there's different things. There's some people, uh, you know, higher spirits will volunteer to be a, a certain gender because they think that needs to round out their experiences and help some sort of personality and character traits they, they want to repair. Because it is important to understand both sides of the passive and active of, of everything from the two genders. So spiritually is what's happening is that your spirit is, is resisting the lesson given to it. It's like, I don't want to be in this class. You know, like, let's say you're in school. And you're given uh, English class, and they go, "Well, I know English. I, I don't want to be in this class. I'm just, you know, I'm going to ignore it. I want to get out of this class." Well, it's kind of the same thing. Is if you are, let's say, a female, and you are attracted to women, you probably were a male before, and you're still attracted to to women. And just because you are now in that woman's body doesn't mean that your instinct of being attracted to that sex has changed, right? Because remember, you are in that gender for you to learn about that gender. So what's happening spiritually is you are, and I completely understand that there's nothing wrong in this. It's just is that you are um, trying not to learn your you're, you're trying to swim against the tide and not to learn the lesson given to you. The problem with that is, is if you resist learning the lesson, then your next life may be the same. And therefore, I would, I would recommend people to try and look at this as a research assignment. Say, okay. And there's nothing wrong with uh, being someone who, uh, is, you know, 
loves the same sex at all. Not, there's nothing of that at all. Um, and but I would just you know try not to cut off your exploration of that and try to uh, be something and try to understand whatever gender you're in. It doesn't mean you can't stop yourself from having relationships or love or marriage or anything like that. I'm not saying that. Now, but for a transgender, like that is trying to actually change your pre uh, predestined trials and tribulations. Although, who knows? Maybe some of this is predestined that they think you're going to want to change. So I'm sure these things can get pretty complicated. But again, I would think that it might be better not to try and actually physically modify yourself into that because that is a lesson they want you to learn and if you don't learn that you may have to go through that again and you know if it's that important to you they'll they'll find other trials for you to learn but i mean that i think is is the bottom is the bottom line and of course there's always exceptions there's so much different complexity in the uh, spirit world and there's reasons why we're here or not here uh that you know we could go on uh for a long time on, on these and it's but it shows you it shows you the the machinations and the amount of care and love of what is given to us by the spirit world because they're trying to help us through these things and then another question from gabriella can your spirit be soul tied to someone but they are a spirit that is not in your reality what is the soul tie so absolutely yes absolutely yes uh there are numerous circumstances of soulmates right people that love each other that for some reason or other and some of this could be voluntary some of this not voluntary is like one person is on is incarnated on earth the other person stays in the spirit world they could be looking after you and it may be and i've talked to you know quite a few people say well am i ever going to find my soulmate and the answer is well maybe maybe not because sometimes and this happens so when two spirits who reincarnated together and they're full of love and everything's fine there's nothing wrong with them that being right but whether when they are on earth one person like fulfills a, a side of another person so the other person doesn't have to grow as an example this husband and wife very and they're both great people but then when they both passed over the wife said well i think our next life we have to be apart he goes no i don't, I don't want to be apart he sounds selfish like me and um he goes i don't want to be apart he goes well because i've talked to my spirit mentors and you have been too dependent on me and you haven't increased your spiritual side and therefore we should go through a life not together so uh and the soul tie really is just that love of two spirits now i have read like just small sentences of having uh spirits together in one spirit body a male and female i think i'm not quite sure if, it, if they just said two joined spirits that could be uh, and so well, first of all we don't have we don't have genders when we're a spirit anyway we just have uh predilections so yeah so but those i i don't know how those people would reincarnate or anything like that 
It's very interesting. A lot of things I don't know yet. So it's a good, interesting question. Okay. Uh, Real Corrects is asking, can you explain Jesus as the Son of Man or the Son of God? Is Jesus God or is he more like an essence of God? So when we when we call Jesus our Father, and then we also call him the Son of Man, what does that really mean? Well, let me answer the first part first. Is Jesus was is in charge of our planet. He was a member of the high group of spirits that formed the solar system, and then he helped form the planet and the moon and all that. So we, Jesus is our Father in the fact that he he guided all the plants and animals and as that the human race to be where we have evolved today and we will continue to evolve right we won't look the same the races will be different that will continue to evolve jesus is also called the son of man because he came to earth in a man's image and so he is like it's you know as an analogy let's say someone who created a robot a really uh, sophisticated artificial intelligence. He's the father of those artificial intelligence robots, but he wanted to find out what it's like being in the middle of the robot. So he ported his personality and his character into a robot and be part of them. So then he was, he could be the son of the robot, right? Cause he became part of that family. Now, as part of being the son of God, or, you know, is the answer is he is the son of God as all of us are connected divinely to God. He is a much higher spirit who's gone through many more lives and been very successful in his reincarnations. Or you know, maybe as successful as we have, just been longer, right? We can all be at the level of Jesus one day if that is our wish. So Jesus is not God. He does not have the same power of God. Only God has the power of God. And of course, as I said before, people in the spirit realm around there say even they do not comp fully comprehend God. I look at God as God as kind of the whole system. And he is the system. They may be outside the system, but the whole system we can, and, you know, we cannot ever escape out of God's system, right? We're always part of God. He infuses all of us. And so therefore, I think we're all in essence of God. I think Jesus is closer to the purity of God, to the love of God. And Jesus has so much more power as far as, you know, thought is action that to us, you know, like little four-year-olds to an adult, he's a, he's an omnipotent God, right? And that's what Paul the Apostle said in one of his communications. Like, your goal is to be like an omnipotent God to, uh, to people that you're trying to help husband up into a higher spiritual sense. So, I mean, he has power that we can't even recognize. You know, he formed the planet. I mean, that's God-like power. And, of course, then there's God who's even more godlike power. So uh, I hope that answers the question. Uh, Gabrielle, could one of your previous lifetime personalities or spirits take over your current lifetime personality or spirit? Why would this happen? So, I mean, 
you could be now so usually what happens is when you're born your spirit personality is sublimated until you, you become like between 15 and 20 i believe and then your true personality comes out so your previous lifetime personality your, your previous characteristics and instincts come out when you're between 15 and 20. so now will it take over like a current lifetime personality no it will, it will be modified now for people i believe and i don't know this completely so this is just and people can uh please disagree with me i believe people that with split personalities are really are ones that are being being obsessed and trying to be controlled by different spirits and that's why they have different personalities i don't believe it comes from different lifetime characteristics because when you're a spirit that that personality it's not like you have one life and you encapsulate a personality and you can use it again right let's say you were uh, a general in the roman army and then you were a merchant in venice and then you were some farmer in uh you know russia right and you can't just say oh i'm going to take that personality and use it at that point in time no i i don't believe that's uh possible i think when you're in the spirit world you can go through the experiences you've had but your character and your personality is always being modified and upgraded. That's why the spiritism says we cannot regress. So I do not believe that can happen. I don't know that for certain. I'll tell you that completely. Uh, but I do not believe that that can happen. You don't. It's not like you have these encapsulated personalities. Like, oh, I'll take the general in this instance, or I'll take the farmer in this instance. No, I don't believe you can do that. But that's just my opinion. So why would you? Why would these personalities come through? That I believe that's usually because uh, an obsessing spirit kind of dom can dominate you and influence actions, and uh, I'm sure that happens. Okay, now, these have been great questions, by the way. So again, just before I uh, end here, and we've got time for more questions, but I just like to reiterate if you want to learn about spiritism download the spirits book in pdf it's just to me uh i've been searching for answers and i couldn't understand how, how could you know how why did these things happen to me that people said they would right and i because i never believed in predetermination before but and then I, it happened to me, and I had to find out how could this be. And then once you, once you get the feeling that okay, my future is kind of planned out, not my choices, right? You have freedom and choices, but these episodes will happen to me. Once you figure that out, it's like okay, if these episodes are going to happen to you, what what organization is directing all of this, right? Just, I mean, it's got to be more intelligent than we are here on Earth because there's interconnectivity. This is like this huge tapestry with threads going all around and interconnecting with everybody. And that's what led me to, and a lot of that's explained in the Spirits book. Uh, I get down to the uh, even more explanation in my book, The Spirit Realm. Spiritism has revealed the reality of our existence. And... Uh, it will explain to you the spirit universe, the physical universe, what you are as a spirit. And you really go through these things and kind of explain the environment in which you are in.
And I try to do this because I, I believe the more you understand who you are and what you are, then you can decide what you want to do, right? It's all up to you. It's not up to me. I'm not here to be morally superior because I'm not, right? I'm, uh, I've been morally completely inferior, I think, to most of the people on earth. So I'm just trying to supply information. So, however, we have another question before I sign off. Okay, Gabrielli, can a spirit take over you in reality for a spiritual protective reason? No, they will never, uh, if someone's trying to protect you, it will be a high spirit, right? They'll never take you over. They will, and there's been happening to this. So let's say you're thinking like, oh, I'm going to go rob that bank, right? Or, you know, marry that person just because I want their money. You may be bombarded with inspiration saying, don't do that. You may get like tense. You may get stressed. You may have dreams saying, don't marry that person just for, you know, don't do that just for money. It's not going to help you spiritually. You'll have dreams. You'll have thoughts. You'll have inspirations. But they won't, they won't take you over because they will not violate your free will. Now, what could happen, let's say there's an instance that you are uh, in a bar and you drank too much and you're going to go drive somewhere and do something stupid. They may make you so sick that you can't do anything. That you're so weak that you just collapse, you know, in the bar and they put you in a booth or something, let you recover that you're physically unable to do something. They'll do that. And in fact, when I look back at my life, I think I've seen two instances of when I was bent on doing something and I was made so sick that I couldn't do it. And I go, and now after I learned spiritism and read this, I go, ah, that wasn't just, because that was, when I was sick, I mean, I just was like, couldn't, couldn't do anything. That wasn't as like a, a regular flu or anything like that. So I think that's happened to me. Could be wrong, but uh, they can do that to you. They can they can make you like you're just dead on your feet for a while until the danger passes. So they can do that, and and uh, that's happened in in, uh, in what I've read also. Besides what I think has happened to me. Very interesting how much they influence our lives, right? I mean, uh, you know, the other book I've I've written what is the seven tenets of spiritism and what i really talk about more is my own my own uh discovery of spiritism and what are the signs and signals of spiritism and it's right there behind me right, oh this way seven tenets of spiritism and it's it's like it's we you know when before i discovered spiritism i i thought ourselves as I believed in God, but I believed in a distant God and that we were on this planet, you know, no one really cared about us. But now I understand that we are surrounded by spirits and that we are guided and we are loved. And we are also like pushed maybe sometimes in the wrong direction by these uh, more ignorant spirits. But those people will go away when we are in a planet regeneration. They will eventually be put in other planets. So when we're a planet regeneration, we won't have these um, kind of, uh, ill, ill-intentioned spirits to to uh, try to put us on the wrong path. What is your recommendation for the first books I should get on spiritism? 
So I would recommend, I would just recommend it, you know, if you like PDF, I would get this book that gives you kind of an overview of Spiritism. Spiritism 101, the third revelation. Gives you a quick overview. It's free. It's on PDF. You know, of course, it's on Kindle, 99 cents. So I, it depends how you want to read it. I would read that first. That way you can read it and go, I don't believe this at all. Or, oh, that rings a bell with me. And then you know, it's up to you. But I would then say uh, I would dip my toe in. Oops, I hit the wrong thing. Oh, there we go. Into the spirits book. Again, you get that on PDF. Uh, and I would I would look at that and then if the spirits book and if of course if you don't like uh, Reading it you can use my youtube channel on the playlist or download an mp3 format or an audible format It's like mp something. I forgot what it's called To listen to it because I read the whole book Of course you can you know pdf and you can also order this book through the website So I would start uh, with my free pdf first and then I get the spirits book on pdf if you don't want to spend anything That's how I started with I didn't spend a dime and 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 uh, and I read all of Kardec's books on PDF and I just like absorbed them because they they talked to me right every word was like oh my god this this explains things now I understand now I understand how stupid I was right um, so and of course other people may have other suggestions if you have other suggestions uh, please give them here um, and then you can go and look at other books and I've got you know quite a few books if you want to dive deeper. Uh, into how things you know actually work i would do my uh, the spirit realm i think that's a good one and then then if you've read the spirit realm then go through like heaven and below book one of spiritism spirits in the spirits book and then how we are guided by spirits but just start with start with my free pdf first i would say don't don't spend any money and um uh you know read at your leisure and um and and then if you have questions, you can come here on the Mondays, questions and answers. You can also, of course, go to my blog, and people, uh, people have done that. And what they'll do is they will, they will go to nwspiritism.com, and they'll go to like the About Me on the right-hand navigation page, and they will send me an email, and then when they give me their email address, I can email you back with my email address, and we can go back and forth uh, for any other more detailed questions you want, especially if they're private questions. And and also what I'll do, if you like, I can set up, which I've done quite a few in the past, a Skype or a, a Zoom call or, or, or whatever you want to use. I, I, I can use Skype and Zoom, but I can download other apps. They're all quite similar. And we can uh, we can talk. I just love to help people and answer your questions. Not that I know anything, uh, but you know maybe we can talk, and I can help point you in the right direction or tell you that what you're thinking is absolutely true. Okay, I want to thank everyone for uh, being part of our Q and A today, and God bless everyone. And of course, have a great Christmas season. God bless.